Hi there, and welcome to the Have I Ever Loved Myself podcast, a safe space to talk about daily struggles, relationships, and ways to practice self-love. My name is Maria, and I've been struggling with my mental health and self-hatred for years, until I realized that the only way to achieve your optimal health and performance is through self-love. So I started my journey and created this podcast to share what I've learned, and hopefully we can help each other overcome whatever it is you're struggling with. Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in and listening again. Today I'm sharing with you my personal story, so it's going to be a very personal episode. I'm going to talk about what barriers and blocks I was facing, what problems I had as a teenager, and how I kind of like moved away from self-hatred and judgment towards self-acceptance and love, and kind of like more objective outlook on myself and on life. And Yeah, and I feel like um, this would be useful because we all have our stories and hopefully you can identify with mine and feel like find it relatable. So it will make you feel better because if anything, for me personally, it hasn't been easy to go on this journey and to kind of like learn the hard way what, what it's like to hate yourself and kind of like find solutions in all the wrong places before I realized that the solution is self-love and yeah hopefully hopefully it will be helpful for you as well so I would like to start with like my teenage years because this is I feel like my self-hatred really started because teenage years let's be honest they're not easy for most people and just like anyone else I felt judged I felt I didn't felt feel fully accepted High school is tough for everyone, right? Because there are mean girls, there are mean boys. And I was one of those kids who always felt different. I wasn't mean. I wasn't aggressive. I was just like a quiet kid who preferred, I still do, by the way, I still prefer one-on-one conversations. I'm not great in big groups unless I feel really, really comfortable with all people, with all the people there. Um, And I used to be this way too. And I wished, just like in the song, Uh, I wish I was one of the cool kids who were like, who knew everyone, who would just like enter the room and everybody would be like, oh, hey, how are you? And I wasn't. I was kind of like, I wasn't kind of like an outcast. I was sort of like popular by association because my friends were cool. But then uh, my friends also made, made fun of me. So it made me very anxious all the time. It made me look for validation. And if my friends did something... I had to do it too. If they made fun of me, it would destroy my self-esteem. It would make me feel like there is something wrong with me. And I have I have moved away towards forgiving them since then because let's let's admit that this we were kids and we were like fifteen, sixteen year old, so um, years old. So it like still <laughs> it 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 was hard for me to forgive them because. 15, 16, you're not exactly like a kid, an eight-year-old kid who doesn't know what they're doing. This was very much on purpose, but I understand that they were dealing with their own insecurities, with their own problems, with their own like issues at home, probably, that I wasn't aware of at the time. So, but it it took me a while to forgive them. I was holding on to the anger towards them for a very long time, because frankly, what they did was not cool. Um... I've never been bullied in the traditional sense, but also I feel like my um, 
my brain is protecting me from those memories. So I don't remember everything that was going on, but I remember they were making fun of me like in a friendly way. It was never like, uh, oh, you're such a loser. We don't want to be your friends. It was always like, we are your friends, but you're weird. They would make fun of my clothes. They would make fun of the way I talk. They would make fun of the way I looked and of my behavior, of me being too sensitive, of me being this and that. And right now, of course, I know that if you're different, doesn't mean you're bad, but when you're, or there is something wrong. But when you're a teenager, we all know how it feels. If you don't fit in with your group of friends, it feels like the whole world is collapsing and you just don't know what to do. And you're desperately, desperately trying to fit in with, often with no, um, even, and even, even if you do end up fitting in, it doesn't make you happy because it's not yourself. You're not being yourself. So I was, I was gaslit. I was laughed at. So it screwed up my self-esteem a lot, I got to say. And it manifested itself in a very, very bad way, which was eating disorders of all kinds. And I'm speaking from like 10 years of experience with eating disorders, which was not great. And I was dealing with it for, yeah, I've, I've had a really, really hard time um, dealing with them. It was kind of like, kind of like, they kind of like came and go. Uh, it wasn't always this bad, but again, nobody knew. And at the time we didn't have any YouTube videos. We didn't have TikTok for us, for people to share their stories, to say that it's normal. These thoughts that you're having, they're irrational. There's just the thoughts. Here's a coping mechanism. Here's a technique that you could use. Here's how to ask for help. We, we didn't have that back in the day. And uh, it was really, really sad because I was left dealing with it on my own. But I feel like, and I ended up dealing with it on my own. Honestly, some of my closest friends still don't know that I was struggling. And I only started sharing it maybe a couple of years ago with people. So even like people I've had serious relationships with didn't know that I had them, even though with some of them what was going on at the time. So I was very, very secretive about it. But I also feel like it made me so strong, this experience, that, yeah, it just gave me like the stamina to deal with problems. Um, yeah, but um, I think back then it was, um, it was a, an attempt to get some control over the situation, to get control to over like being, oh, let's, let's, let's call it bullying, but like, I guess it was to some extent. Um, yeah, it was just, and this, I was just trying desperately to fit in and it wasn't working. So, and the fact that I was kind of like a late, late bloomer in terms of relationship didn't help either because um, most of my friends were like in a relationship in high school or they were like they wanted to or they were flirting with guys and for me not only guys didn't flirt with me but I also didn't want it like I wanted it because everyone else did but I couldn't imagine even like being intimate with anyone or kissing anyone I thought it was kind of like I wasn't I just wasn't ready now from (laughs) From my experience, I can tell that I wasn't ready. So I kind of like started thinking about it at the age of say 17 to 18. And yeah, again, like I was a late boomer in in this respect. It made me feel even more different. Uh, On the one hand, it wasn't great because again, like all of my friends were like, oh, I'm going on a date with this guy or they they were even like sleeping with people, which to me at the time was like a totally disgusting thought. I was like, oh my God, how can they do that? Um, And also... I found kind of like a positive aspect of it 
because it made me really, really independent and made me, it made me um, comfortable spending time on my own. It made me comfortable with myself. It made me realize what I really want. It made me kind of like not settle for what I don't want and kind of like have a standard. So that was a great thing. And until the age of 22, I was, I had like some things going on, but I did not have a serious, serious relationship. So until the age of 22, I was really uh, independent and I had a really, really healthy attitude, like the attitude that I'm trying to help people cultivate at the time, actually. Sort of like, here is my standard. I don't want to lower it. Mm, I, I would like to, I would be open to negotiating and compromising, but there are some things that are non-negotiables. And if I meet someone who's willing to compromise with me or work with me, and I'm willing to work on their standards with standards with them, then great. If I don't find anyone, oh well, I'll have my friends, I'll have my hobbies, I have my I'll have my job. And the prospect of like staying alone alone didn't scare me because I realized like I was very aware that even if you do end up with a partner, they can die or you can get divorced. Or even if you do end up having kids, not all people talk to their kids or something can happen. Like all kind, like life is so unpredictable that there are no guarantees. And I was so aware, aware of it at the age of 22 that honestly, it amazes me right now. So at the age of 22, I started getting into relationships and I spent the rest of my 20s in relationships. And um, by, by that time, I left my hometown. I was not that much in touch with my old friends. And I was really, really doing well mentally just because I got out of those triggering situations and I started a new life and I got into a relationship and it was really, really great. But then after eight years of being in a relationship, um, in relationships, I kind of like lost that attitude of like, oh, it's not a big deal if I'm not dating because I started to rely on my partners more. I started to depend on them emotionally because naturally I do have an anxious attachment style and in relationships it was kind of like it helped me to like my partners tend to be secure except for my last one and it was really really easy for me because I feel like I moved towards secure and but I did not realize how much I actually depended on my partners emotionally and then in my last relationship um we kind of like both were anxious when he was kind of like anxious avoidant as well. And it activated my anxious attachment a lot. And it was kind of like not pleasant for me. So, and I, and when we broke up, I realized that all this time, all these like eight years that I've been in relationships, I've been looking for validation instead of my friends. I jumped to looking for validation in my relationships. And I felt like, if I say I'm single, people feel like people feel that I'm lame or people kind of like they pity me. And it took me a while to realize that that is not true. But it's really, really tough because a lot of people think that way. And moving towards this acceptance that um, whoever your friends are, whoever you're dating, whatever country you're in, you can only be happy within your, with yourself and you have to be happy with yourself and the peace is within yourself. That's what you need to understand. And that's what I'm trying to um, work with people on and that's what I'm trying to help other people understand because I have changed relationships. I have changed countries. I have changed my friend circle completely 
but deep inside this anxious this anxiety is still there and this desire to be with someone to kind of like feel complete complete was still there and I did a lot of work on myself to kind of like get rid of this to rationalize it to learn to manage it and now I feel like I'm in a place where I was at 22 and this was this feels this actually feels amazing and that's why I want to help people feel the same way because the amount of podcasts and books and people um, that I've encountered during my healing process is insane. And I feel like the amount of work that I've done, I just want to like share my knowledge with everyone and get everybody to the state where they feel like they are always safe within themselves. They're always going to be all right, no matter what is happening in the outside world. So yeah, I guess this is my story. Um, I'm kind of like proud of it because it it was it's not it's not mm, I don't know it's not the most tragic story but it also like at the moment for me it felt really really hard and I hope you find it relatable to an extent and yeah it's very important for me to so that that you understand that the peace is within yourself and it's so 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 important to not depend especially on romantic relationships because they do come and go and you can never be sure but you can be sure that you always have yourself and that's the most important thing thanks so much for listening please give this podcast five stars if you enjoyed it and consider leaving a review i would really appreciate it i share a lot of personal stuff on this podcast and it would mean a lot to me to know if it's helpful and get some feedback you can also follow me on tiktok at have i ever loved myself where i share my daily tips and motivation thanks again and see you in the next episode